Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. On today's episode, I have a very special guest joining me, Meg Yelaney. She is a seven-figure online business coach who has built three different businesses over the last 10 years. She helps new online coaches and service providers go full-time in their business and to do it in a way that is super unique to them and to stand out online through social media, which we are going to dive right into in this episode. We chat all things mindset, business, marketing, and Meg even takes us through her unique four-step method to creating your unique approach to things. I mean, we see this all the time online where people are just rinsing and repeating, copy and pasting other people's strategies, messages, even captions and posts. So Meg goes through her four steps on how you can make sure that you're standing out in the right way. She is also the host of the Pretty Awkward Entrepreneur podcast and I was also a guest over on her podcast which was pretty amazing. So go on over and check out that episode. We chatted so much more over there. So go and have a listen to that one on the Pretty Awkward Entrepreneur podcast. But let's get into this episode. It is jam-packed with value so I won't waste any more time. Let's get started. Hey, Megan, I am so excited to have you on Couch Chats today. Hi, I'm excited to be here. And you are joining me all the way from New York, which is amazing. I love New York. (laughs) Yes, I know. I love it. It's just so cool how we are on totally different sides of the world, different seasons right now, different time zones, and we're able to connect. I love it. It's just so cool. Yes, I love it. Completely opposite with everything else, but we're on the same wavelength and I'm excited to chat with you about all things business and life and your journey. And, you know, you've got so much knowledge to share. So I'd love to start with, for those that don't know, tell us a little bit about your journey to getting here and where it all started. Yeah, totally. It's so funny. Every time I get this question or you like get this question in a podcast interview, I still like, I love answering it because it helps me be grateful. You know what I mean? I'm like, See, if you're having a bad day, look how far you've come. So I love answering this question for that reason. I actually got started in business. I went to college in San Diego, California for business, technically integrated marketing and communications and absolutely loved it. And then moved to Los Angeles to pursue acting. So something totally not related. Um, I grew up doing musical theater and I just adored it and I wanted to give it a shot. So while I was doing acting, I was bartending, I was doing background work to pay the bills. And then I got started with a network marketing company called Beachbody. They're the developers of P90X and Insanity, great workout programs at home. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the workouts first and foremost, and was basically doing the coaching side, the business side without getting paid. 
because I would get all these people into it, but I didn't know you, you could actually make money doing that. So oh. <laughs> like, wait, I've been doing this for a year for free. So once I found out, I dove in, I was like, this is amazing. This felt so natural and it was wonderful. But like a lot of things I, I think that we think are going to be super easy. I realized after like a month or two to make real money from this, you have to actually treat it like a business and like be consistent and not just do it when it's convenient. And so I would say the first two, two and a half years was me like dipping my toe in and out. I would be signing five clients one month and then none for months on end because I just didn't work the business. And it really kind of struck a chord for me when I went to my first real big live event that they did every year, these big conventions. And I saw these people like shredding their mortgage and paying off massive debt. I'm like, what? How is this possible? They seemed like just such normal people. Like they didn't seem like they had anything special handed to them. So that was super inspiring. I was like, wait, if they can do this, I can do this. And I just like, it lit a fire under me. And about a year, year and a half later, I was full-time in that, in that business. I was able to completely quit all of my side jobs, which was really awesome. And I loved it. And I ended up building that business to a six-figure business in 2016. And then I got this itch in 2017. And I was like, this was great. This was fun, but like a true entrepreneur, I'm ready for the next thing. And I just knew I would not be fulfilled just doing that. I felt very limited by selling another company's product and service. And so I branched out and started my own business in health and fitness quickly realized I was really meant to do business coaching. It's why I thrived in the company was the business aspect combined with the um, degree and just being out in, in the theater world. Honestly, I really think that helped me so much. And so I dove in and I've been business coaching full-time since early to mid 2018. And it has taken so many twists and turns, which I'm sure we'll talk about today, but I love it. I help coaches really stand out on social media by identifying what makes them different, what makes them unique. I help people go full-time. And then I also help people who are a little bit more seasoned scale to six and seven figures, but again, really by marketing, what makes them different and building a brand around that essentially. And so it's, it's been a blast. That's my long story short. (laughs) Amazing. And I love that there was like so many lifetimes or so many chapters in that journey as well. And just picking up all of the different experiences and knowledge and, you know, all of that has led you to where you are now. I don't think anyone really just starts and they're like, hello, I'm a business coach. You know, (laughs) I think it's really, really awesome to have that story and that background and that experience in so many different areas to bring it all together and share that with everyone as well. So obviously business and network marketing, what made you get into the social media side of things? The biggest thing that got me into social media was I was using it for my own personal self. I actually had Facebook, I believe when only college students could, I think like the first year, second year, I'm 34. And so I went to college in 2005. Yeah. I graduated in 2009 and I believe only college students could have it. So it was interesting. Like I, I, I mean, we loved it. We were like, this is so cool, right? We could keep in touch with our friends from high school. It was just wild. And so I got so used to it from just personal. And I think seeing it, seeing how many people you could reach, seeing like these new followers that you didn't know, I saw the potential. And the company that I was in definitely encouraged us to. But it's just so interesting to see how differently I used it back in that day which now is quite a, quite a long time ago. It was like almost 10 years ago that I really got started in my business. We were encouraged to post three to five times a day. Mm -hmm. 
And my posts were just ridiculous. They had no value because who can post that much value every single day? It just felt like so much pressure. I would throw up a sweaty selfie and be like, go do it, get it done. And and nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, when I look back, it was just so funny. I was a very good student. I listened, but my, the quality was not what it is today. Let's just say that. But I'm so grateful for those years because it proved to me that you can hustle to get where you want. It's not something I'd want to keep doing, but I really kept at it until I I started to just learn more about marketing and messaging and really taking what I actually learned in college and applying it to social media. So that was a really big shift for me. Yeah. Amazing. It's funny you bring up Facebook because just this week I decided for some reason to scroll all the way down (laughs) on my profile. And I was like, I forgot that we used to use our actual profile as a DM channel. And there's like private messages from people telling me they ate a carrot today. And I'm like, (laughs) how social media has changed. Like no one even comments on people's posts anymore, let alone, you know, posting it up publicly for your private conversations. Oh my God. It's so true. Like some, same, some of the things that people used to post, I'm like, what? This is ridiculous. It's kind of funny though. I almost want to like do one of those now and see what happens. Yeah. I scrolled right back and I saw one thing that I posted that was like the only valuable thing that I posted. And it said, if there's a will, there's a way, just watch me. And this was like when I was 18 and I was like, 18 year old Jess knew what's up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. That's great. But obviously now you're, you know, killing it on Instagram. You're posting so much value. That's actually how I came across you. And we were just discussing that beforehand. I saw one of your reels about your relationship and, you know, the challenges that you guys went through during COVID and, you know, running your business as well. So I'd love to touch on that a little bit because I think as female entrepreneurs, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, it's a new era, I think, where women are having massive changes in society and in relationships and just in general and learning how to navigate that as well, I think is super, super powerful to hear from other people's stories as well. So if you are happy to, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, totally. No, a hundred percent. I'm very open about it. I mean, I put it on social media. So (laughs) funny enough that I did a three-part reel series, part one, two, and three about my husband and I, a separation story. The part one was the lead up. Part two was the separation. Part three was the reunion. And I did not expect this, but it went very viral. Like the first one has over 4 million views, maybe 4.5. And I was like, oh no, I'm so scared when that happened. I was like, oh no, oh no, what's happening? One reason is because I don't want to attract people to my page who aren't, you know, wanting the services or the value I provide. But at the end of the day, I'm really glad that it struck such a chord because 95% of the feedback and comments were so grateful. And so many people messaged me privately saying, uh, I didn't realize how badly I needed to feel not alone. I always thought I was doing something wrong because my marriage was suffering or my relationship was suffering or friendship or whatever it is. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in your business to where you're such blinders on and you do not pay attention to anything else. And one thing I make really clear in that series, and it actually was supporting a podcast episode that my husband and I did together on my podcast is we had issues before my business. And so it's not like the business caused that, but it didn't help it. It like 
sped them up essentially, like shown a light. Right. And it was something that how I like used to operate, especially in 2019, when we were struggling the most was I couldn't control so much of what was going on. So I went, what can I control? I can control my business and making more money. And if we make more money, things will be great. And so that's what I did. And I went all in and I did it well, and we did make more money and we did great. And it was to the point where I was like literally on calls nine to five, probably more like nine to seven Monday through Friday. And when I wasn't, I was doing other things and I just was so tunnel visioned And I really started to treat my business just like my own thing. And it was a very separate and he didn't feel included and same for his business. And so we just really had to do a big like macro view. We had to like step back and kind of look at ourselves from afar and go, is this the life we want? And it was very clearly no, like no amount of money can make that you happy in that sense, you know, and we realized the money wasn't making us happy. It was distracting us. We were using it to distract us with trips and and all these things to cover up what we needed to work on. And so I've just massively restructured my business. I'm on a quarter of the calls that I was on. I can't believe I did that many now. Cause I'm like, how I'll have like two or three calls in a day. And I'm like, whew. I'm done, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, how did I do that? It's just such a different business. It truly is like, what are my priorities outside of my business and how does my business fit that? And we could definitely, you know, dive in as much as you want, but it has been a very big awakening and it's been a really big ego shattering, I must say, because I had to let go of a lot of stuff. I had to say no to a lot of money and a lot of opportunities. And that was really tough for me to, to do, honestly. It's almost like, I don't want to be shameful saying it, but I was, I get like, oh, why do I care about that? But I did, I did care about it. So anyway, that's a long story. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, I can hundred percent relate in that aspect, not necessarily in the relationship term, but I think just everything else was suffering around me, you know, other than the business and my health was suffering, you know, everything was just, it was just business, wake up, business, sleep, business, you know, <laughs> I think so many people can relate to that. And that's actually, I've actually just bought out a course called business for life to teach people how to integrate their life into their business. So I think that resonates with so many people. And I think we are seeing this big shift online at the moment as well, where people are realizing I don't have to burn myself out. I don't have to hustle. I don't have to, you know, I can still achieve my goals and have the life and relationships that I want as well. It's like, once you do achieve that, or once you start to see that as a possibility, you're like, I can't go back. And I've had moments where I've been tempted and and tempted to take on more work than I really want to or should. And, and I've come to this like really trusting place that like, we'll get back to some of those really big months I want to, but I just refuse to do it the way I did. And it's just not worth it. I'd rather like do it this way and it'll build back up. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself going down that path and you're like, nope, not that way. Oh yeah. I, I very recently actually. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like perfect. Now I'm great. Now I'm healed or cured, whatever it is or fixed. It's always going to come up. And I actually had a mastermind for two and a half years program. That was like what I was known for. It's what uh, I would sell out behind the scenes. Like it was just my, my thing. Right. And I realized how much time and energy and quite frankly, money that program took to run because it had a retreat and really amazing guest speakers. We paid really well. So it was like all of these things went into this program. And when I looked at the year this year I wanted, I just realized that it didn't align with 
that it didn't align. It was taking up so much time and energy and it was so hard to let it go. And then around November, I decided that in like September, I saw a lot of people launching their mastermind and I was like, maybe I should do it. (laughs) And my coach and my husband were like, nope, nope, nope. You are not doing this. You are going to be so happy come January when you don't have to. And I'm telling you, I looked at my week this week and I was like, wow, so much space to create, to film and to just be. And I'm like, wow, I can't, I can't imagine if I had that on top of this right now. Cause I'm a creator as well. That's something I I grew up in musical theater and I just miss doing that. And I didn't have the space to, so it just feels like that reminder, but yes, I do get tempted sometimes. Yeah. People probably look from the outside and do you think that, you know, certain coaches or people that they look up to uh, have it all sorted, but I think we're all just figuring it out and getting ourselves back on track is the biggest key when, when we realize. Totally. hundred percent. Well, you've shared so much already, but I would love to dive into your expertise, <laughs> helping people find what their unique strengths are and put themselves out there as an expert. And I've actually been on my own journey with this. You know, I've now started creating a lot of content around being an introvert. And, you know, I was seeing people online saying, be yourself. And then they would always be super like extroverted and loud and like, you know, these crazy personalities. And I was like, is that what it means to be yourself? So then I was like starting to go this route. And I just find it so interesting now to really work on that self-awareness and get to know yourself and then put that out there. So what is your advice or what has been your experience personally through that as well? Yeah, I love that. And I think your connection with being an introvert is so relatable. I would say 75% of my clients are introverts, actually. I'm like right on the cusp. So I totally relate to that as well. I'm like, um, was it ambivert, outgoing introvert, I guess you would say? And so I just think it's, you, that was a great example, right? It doesn't mean that you're just like outgoing and, and loud and want to be with people all the time. And more people actually will, will relate to you because of that. Cause not everyone talks about that. So yeah, I definitely can talk through this. So I've trademarked this term called the unique coaching method. And essentially what that is, is something when I sat down and I looked at all of my clients that had like really took off. And I mean, like they were already doing well, they were signing clients, they were full-time, but something clicked and shifted and they just, boom, they were like a rocket ship. You could not stop them. They all had something that made them very unique and they stood so strong in who they were and they didn't apologize for it. And they became an expert at something. So it was this like beautiful combination of their personality their expertise and their unique approach to their expertise. It was like this beautiful trifecta. And what I found was not only did they attract like super ideal clients who were all about their approach, but they stood out on social media. So they really, you know, it's just getting more and more busy on there. And so it was really, really great as far as lead generation and client attraction, but they also didn't compare themselves and nearly as much as so many people do because there truly was no one like them. And they really believed that. And it's, you know, it is true. So I sat down and I really said, I need to analyze this because this is something I don't want my private clients to only be able to have. I want to be able to talk to other people about this. So I actually created a course on it, a whole framework, and it's been amazing. And I absolutely love it. It's basically like, for lack of a better term, deeper brand building, like how to become really known for something that people seek you out for specifically. And so if you want, I can walk you through this four-step process I do with clients. Yeah, let's do it. 
So there's two parts to this. Uh, the first part is really more about you, your personality. And the second is more about your business and your skill, what you actually, what people actually hire you for. So the first part, there's two parts. One is personality and one is lifestyle. So for your personality, I want you to write down some of these questions. And I encourage you to really do this when you have some space, when you can journal, when you can be alone. I don't want you to just answer right away because you want to get in your creative zone as much as you can with these questions. But one is how do you want to make people feel when they're with you? When someone leaves a conversation with you, what do you want them to feel or think? And I want you to actually start with in person, right? If you were just one-on-one with someone, how would you want them to leave that conversation? What would you want them to say? Right? Because I think what we do not only say wrong, but where most people go is kind of like you just said, they go, how should I show up online? Okay. I have to be this like very powerful outgoing person. But if that's not how you are, it's going to be so obvious, right? The best actors can't fake that. Like I've seen it. Right. And so it's really about like, how are you in person? Also, if you do retreats in person, people will see that once they're with you, they'll be like, this is very different. I'm not I'm not used to this, you know, who are you? Like when you are just alone with someone that you really care about, how do you want them to feel? And you can start applying this to your stories, to your posts, to your lives, to your podcast. Like you can really start to go, am I putting on a mask? Am I putting on a filter right now? Or am I truly being who I am? And this is easier said than done. I'll just say this big asterisk for all of these processes especially if you were made fun of for being yourself or, you know, growing up, like it wasn't safe to be yourself. So I wanted to say like, that is a totally other situation. And so, you know, that's obviously outside of my scope, but try to get help with that because it is something that you need to feel safe doing this too. So I just always want to say that as like a disclaimer, because I understand that happens, right? In the end, how do you want to make people feel when they leave a conversation? Like I said, what do you want them to think or feel? What do your friends say about you? Those closest to you who see the real you. And I want you to start to think of yourself as your brand, not a curated perfect version of you. Especially in 2022, I'm um, like really studied some trends and things that I, I where I see social media and business going. And one big one is not being curated, is not having this picture perfect feed or picture perfect life. People are craving real. It's why TikTok and reels are blowing up. And the ones, if you see the ones that blow up, they're very real. They're like real stories. They're heart wrenching. The separation reel series I did with my husband's a great example. That took me the least amount of time than any reel pretty much I make. <laughs> it was a story that I knew so well. I was like, I didn't need to like think about it. It was just like, boom, it, it popped out. And, and it was very honest. You know, it wasn't fancy with pictures thrown together. So people are craving that. And so I want you to actually ask your friends and ask them to be very blunt and honest. You can ask your clients who know you really well, friends, family, and ask them to write down qualities like how they describe you uh, words wise, but also as weird as this might sound, like what colors do they think of when they think of you? What phrases, what logos, what movies, what movie stars, like all these different associations, because then you're going to start to understand like overall, the overall vibe of you, right? A quick example that I can relate to is I reference Harry Potter a lot in my messaging. Like I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. But it's not just because I like the books and I like the movies. It's what it stands for is really what my brand, my brand is called Pretty Awkward. And essentially it's helping people leverage what makes them unique to be themselves. Like you are welcome in this community exactly as you are. In fact, that's what's going to make you the most money. 
right? And the thing I love about referencing Harry Potter is people who usually felt other than, or they felt made fun of, or like a misfit, they love Harry Potter. They gravitate towards it because they feel like they can be who they are. And so that's why I'm always talking about it. It's not just because I like the book and like movies. It's because the essence of that brand is very similar to the essence of my brand. And so I even urge you to start thinking about brands that you really resonate with and try not to just think of the online space. I think a lot of times when we're having mentors in the online space, we think of them. You can think of a couple, but really try to think of like, again, bigger brands, maybe Apple or Nike or Oprah or or any of these like bigger names that aren't in this little bubble (laughs) online. What about them? Like why, when you're in their presence, you're watching their movie or you're reading the book or you cross them on the street, whatever it is, what about that makes them magnetic to you, right? I'm sure part of it is that they're genuine and they're being themselves. So that's part one. I'm obsessed with reality TV. It's about the only stuff I watch. So I'm like, hmm, what's that say about me? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. There's a lot of successful and rich people on there. So maybe that's why. You know what it is? I see, I got into reality TV during quarantine, (laughs) during COVID in 2020. My husband and I watched The Bachelor for the first time ever, just because I was like, well, I want to escape this reality right now. Can we go somewhere else? I think we can learn so much from reality TV because so many people love it. You know, it's definitely a guilty pleasure of mine as well. Even just the storytelling and the vulnerability and you get, you get addicted because of the stories they tell. So it's exactly, exactly. And it's also a good like reminder that you can be your own little reality show. People love to follow along. They want to see what people are doing even like just eating food, like nothing you need to film yourself all the time doing all these things. But I always encourage my clients. I'm like, they're like, well, my life's so boring. I do the same thing over and over. I'm like, but not to someone else. You don't need this fancy, crazy life. Like they just even pouring a cup of coffee. Like they like to see, like, think of what you like to watch Like you said, it's a reality show. What is your day-to-day like? So I love that you mentioned that. It's a great point. Cool. So that's the first part, uh, the personality. So again, collect all that data, get the words from the friends, from the family, from the client, so that you're not guessing, but you're actually seeing how people are perceiving you. And then if it's what you want, great, go all in on that. Do more of that. If it's not, then evaluate, okay, how do I want to be perceived? But also, is that who I am, right? And try to pull it out of who you are. The second part of this is what is your lifestyle like? Are you a mom, a wife? Do you have specific hobbies that you're really passionate about? Any specific routines that you follow? Even how in how you format your week for work, right? Are there certain times? Are you a night owl or an early bird? And how is this similar or different to your client? Especially the similarities, those are really great connection points. And this is really great for metaphors within your business. I love using metaphors, especially in content, but also like in actual coaching. It's like really helpful for clients to like understand concepts. For example, I have a client who is a health and fitness coach and a mom. And so she does a lot of motherhood to fitness comparisons and a lot of her clients are moms. And so it's such a great way for her audience to grasp these concepts because they get being a mom. And so they can, can really connect the two. And so I encourage you to write out all of the similarities between you and your ideal client that have nothing to do with business necessarily. Like I said, mom, wife, hobbies, routines, who are you outside of it? And where are those connection points? Especially, like I said, for metaphors and content, but also just like your DMs. I can't tell you how many people DM me. Um, Two things I always talk about, Harry Potter and Schitt's Creek, the TV show, my favorite. Have you seen that show? 
no, I actually haven't, but everyone talks about it. (laughs) I don't even know where you can watch it, but I'll find it. (laughs) We have it on Netflix, but I know that's different in every country. So I'm not sure, but hunt it down if you can. It's very, very popular where where I'm at. And a lot of my ideal clients really love it. And like the humor is just very similar. And so I reference those a lot. I can't tell you how many people, when they like watch the show or they see someone else imitate this one character, I imitate her a lot in, in my social media, they'll message me and they'll be like, oh, I thought of you today. And so they're thinking of me outside the app. And sure, it's not the expertise, but I always relate it back and I'm always providing value in the expertise. So this is just that likability factor that helps me stand out from everyone else talking about the same thing. And I can't tell you how many sales have started from these conversations. It's kind of wild. Actually, one of my current private clients, we worked together for almost about a year and a half, took a break for a year, and now are back working privately, literally started years ago from a conversation about Harry Potter. She's obsessed, more obsessed than I am. And so I was like, wow, look at what that resulted in a beautiful relationship. And quite frankly, a lot of sales. So it's, don't underestimate a lot of these connection points. It's again, if you're building a personal brand, it's really how people are going to see you as someone that they want to be around, someone that they're excited to work with, right? You're a human being that they want to connect with if you're doing high level coaching, especially. So those are the first two. Any questions on that before I dive into like the more business? That's awesome. Yeah. I think just really being able to unpack all of that is great. I do think that for me, it was a journey anyway, figuring out those, those couple of things. And I used to always be embarrassed to, I watch reality TV at 9am sometimes, sometimes I watch it at 12pm, you know, like, and I was like, Ooh, will people think I'm, you know, not a good coach if I'm like watching TV at nine. But then I was like, that's what I'm showing them, you know, is possible. You don't have to work 24 seven. If you feel like watching the queer eye at 9am, then why not? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Exactly. You get to make your own schedule, you know, and that's, what's so great. It's funny. You say that even like my husband and I were talking about it. Cause I used to say, I'm not going to work weekends. I need to be strict with that and not work weekends. But what I find is I get some of my best creative work done on Saturday or Sunday mornings. Cause I have no client commitments and I'm not checking things. I'm not distracted. So this is very recently, actually, I let go. And I said, if I want to work on a Saturday morning, I can work on a Saturday morning. Why am I making these rules that I can't, you know? Yeah. If you're anything like me, my brain, it won't stop anyway. So you might as well get the ideas out while they're there and then you can move on. Exactly. And I do find like, even during the week, like today we're recording on a Thursday by this time, if I try to do like a lot of heavy work on Friday, I just need a little bit of a break. Like I'll probably end work tomorrow, maybe at one, maybe two. And then Saturday, I'll do some more creative work, but I'll have no client commitments. And so just like allowing yourself to, like you said, make a girl watch reality TV at 9am. Absolutely. As long as you get your stuff done, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I actually implemented feel good Fridays. So it's Friday here when I'm recording and feel good Fridays. I was like, I'm not booking anything. So it's kind of my, my Saturday for you. So I'm like, if I want to learn, I'll learn. If I want to, you know, the last two weekends, I went on an adventure, went to some wineries, went, you know, to the beach. And so I was like, whatever makes me feel good on a Friday, that's what I'm going to do. If I want to work, I'll work. If I don't, I won't. So that's been a game changer for me, just having a day while my partner's working and, you know, most other people are working. I can just do whatever I want to do. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. And a lot of times when you're in that zone, 
you have the best ideas, you have the most creation, like that's amazing. So the second part of this is your expertise. Like really, what do you want to be known for as far as how you help people, right? So I want you to think of your expertise with the offers in mind that you want to sell this year so that your content around your expertise naturally leads into your offers, right? So if you're, for example, say you are a funnel expert, just for, I don't know why I'm using this one, but say you're a funnel expert, you help people build out sales funnels. You should start educating your audience on why that's really essential. So you want to make sure your expertise obviously relates to your specific offers. So a couple of questions to write down is what do you want to be known for within your, within your industry? What do you want people to be like? That's that person. If you need this, go to them, right? What could you rant about all day? Like you just are super confident about this. You could talk about it on every podcast, anything, right? Number three, what are your favorite topics to talk about within your field? So not only what could you rant about, but what do you really, really love talking about? Like what just gets you really excited and passionate? And then what are the offers that you're selling this year? And what specific expertises do you need to highlight? Again, if you're selling a funnel building course uh, or sales course, you want to talk about the importance of having a sales funnel and all the little pieces that go into it. So you don't want to be talking about something like completely different. It wouldn't make any sense. So make sure your expertise is that you're highlighting actually relate to the specific offers you're going to sell. If you answer these questions and you start to put this out and start to really become known for these, it's going to help you sell without live launching, right? If you're consistently putting content out around this expertise or problem that you want solved, you can drive them into some kind of free training that's ongoing or prompt them to DM you to start that conversation that can lead to a sale. So that's that part. And I actually have a really cool exercise I can kind of rattle off quickly. It's called the top three client exercise that helps people come up with their expertise a little bit more specifically. So this exercise is going to help you really find that expertise, that thing that you're really great at, but it's going to be from the clients you've worked with so that it's really stuff you've experienced with clients already. So first thing to do is write down like three clients that you loved working with. Like they had incredible results, amazing transformations, but you also just really wanted to like clone them. You're like, if I could have a million of these clients, I'd be so happy. So what did they come to you with? Write that down first. What was that catalyst that made them sign up? I call them moments, right? What are those moments in their day that they went, wow, I need to make a change. I need to talk to that person, right? Like, I'm just, I'm hitting rock bottom here. I need help. Now, not everyone's going to hit rock bottom necessarily to need your your help, but what are those specific moments? That's going to just help you in your marketing as well. Number two, why did they pick you over someone else? How are you different? What skills did you have? What about your testimonials spoke to them? What about your content spoke to them? If you don't know the answer, literally go ask them. They're your clients or past clients. They're going to be more than happy to answer that question. And I actually have a question in all my applications because I think it's super important to get this information as early as you can. So one is, why do you feel that this program and having Meg as your coach might be the right fit to really get your business off the ground? What about this program Meg appeals to? It's in my um, application for a beginner business program that I have. And that has given me so much insight. And I'm like, wow, okay, cool. I need to do more of that. Or I'm really happy this messaging is getting across. So very insightful there. And then number three, when you're looking at these, the specific client right next to that, what was that light bulb moment? Like when you, you can think of a call or you can think of like a series of calls you, you did with them and they just, something clicked. What was that light bulb moment like? This will help you hone in on your expertise more and what you should be educating on. And then more importantly is what did you do with them in this moment? What helped them get to this moment? 
What tool, exercise, question did you ask? What did you use to elicit this, this like light bulb? And then number four, what was the result because of that light bulb moment? And five, how did you make them feel during this whole process? I've done this exercise with myself and many, many clients. And it's amazing how we think we know our expertise and we think we know those light bulb moments, but when you actually sit down and do it, it's pretty cool. And you can start pinpointing those moments and sharing that with your, your audience. And then last one, I know it's a lot, is your unique approach. So this is what's going to make all of the people who have very similar expertises as you, this is going to make yours different because you have a slightly different approach than someone else with a similar expertise, right? So just keeping in line or an example with the um, sales funnel, right? Maybe someone has a slightly different take on sales funnel, a different approach than someone else. So how do you do it differently from others in your industry or the industry as a whole? One example I can use actually is a client that I have. She is a binge eating coach. She helps women end binge eating. And she takes a pretty strong stand in the way to do that is to rewire your neural pathways, neural rewiring and habit reformation versus therapy. And she's very, very strong in that. And she has a very different approach than some people. And she has literally had people say, I hired you because of your approach, because the other approach I see people talking about and preaching about did not work for me. And that's, what's been so cool to see is like, they literally hired her because of her approach. Now know that when you do this, you're kind of saying what you stand for and what you stand against. And that's another thing to start doing is like, what do you stand for in your industry? And what do you stand against? It's really good to, to create polarizing content, but not just for the sake of doing it. It's true to you, right? And I always say to people, you will lose followers. So don't freak out. You're going to, but the ones that aren't about your approach and wouldn't buy from you or thrive in your program are those people leaving. So do not stress about that. It's actually not a bad thing to lose followers. Absolutely. One thing that I've had to come to terms with, I've always, you know, wanted to be the good girl or the liked, you know, and and all of that. So I've always flown under the radar. Now that I'm building this personal brand and becoming more visible, one thing that I had to let go of was being liked, you know, <laughs> and getting comfortable with like actually almost excited if someone wants to fight you on your opinion or if someone has a bad comment. Like just the other day, someone just wrote F off on my post. And I was like, totally uncalled for, but you know, it didn't impact me. Whereas in the past I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm too seen. I've got to hide again, or I've got to say something a bit more politically correct, but I'm like, this is going to land with the right people. And if we don't have the haters, then we don't have the lovers as well. Yes. Oh, I love that. Such a good perspective. And it's also, as long as it's coming from a place that you really can back that up and you believe it to your core, then that's all that matters. You're not saying it just because everyone else is saying it or because you're jumping on that, that bandwagon. You're like, this is what I believe and I will back this up to the grave, you know? So I love, love, love that because I think especially with the rise of TikTok and Reels, we're just seeing regurgitation. Like people are even copying people's mannerisms or personalities and it's like, it's not unique. And so we really do need to bring back that unique perspective in this really crowded world that we're in at the moment. So I love that you teach that as one of the main parts, because I think people almost forget what their own thoughts or beliefs are because we're so bombarded by all these messages. And it's like, is that my belief or is that a belief that I've just, you know, grabbed from online and heard someone else say it and thought that was a good idea? Oh, I couldn't agree more. It's interesting. I had a retreat recently and the the clients at the retreat said, what do you think was like 
the biggest key to your success? Like, like the year that you grew the most, what do you think did it? And I said, hands down, I kept my blinders on. I didn't know what other people were doing. I just didn't watch it anyone. And it was like, I was blissfully ignorant in some ways, you know, and I'm kind of going back to that this year because I notice when I am watching a lot of people and watching stories and getting into that scroll, my creation is like, <laughs> like nothing. I have no creativity. You would think all these ideas are coming because I'm seeing all these things, but like you said, they're not original. They're just regurgitation. So I couldn't agree more. And I think it's such a great way for you to get your creativity back. Like literally get off these apps when you don't need to be on, go for walks, be unplugged, have silent time. It's no wonder we have the best ideas in the shower. It's because our brain is not thinking about other stuff. And so I just, I love that. And it was a good reminder for me to like really not watch what everyone else is doing. And then that's when you get the best ideas. A hundred percent. I'm kind of just being jumping on engaging with my clients, checking what they're up to and then getting back off and muting a bunch of people. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And everyone needs to do it. So (laughs) no shame if you're like shaking your head. Yes. Cause we all do it. We all need to be better with our boundaries for sure. Yes. So, so valuable. And, and I'm sure everyone has taken a ton of notes. So thank you for sharing that. That was really, really awesome to hear about more about your journey and also giving such valuable tips there. It was like an entire masterclass. So anyone is listening, you probably might want to go back and re-listen so you can take a bunch of notes. Thank you. Thanks for letting me like spitball all that to you in a very short amount of time. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for sharing. And it's awesome to connect over the other side of the world. And I I hope that we can connect in person sometime soon. I know. Me too. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Amazing. Well, thank you. And I will speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. If you found that valuable, it would mean the absolute world if you screenshot it and share it to your social media. Make sure you tag me at jess.williamson8. And I wanted to remind you that I have a bunch of free resources to help you grow your business in a way that feels good. That doesn't mean you have to burn out and sacrifice your lifestyle along the way. These free resources are a mixture of workbooks, video lessons, audio lessons, you name it. There's some resources on there for you. And I am updating these all the time. So these resources go deep to help you really work through and grow your business in a way that feels good for you. So go and check them out. The link is in the show notes. Otherwise, head over to jessicawilliamson.com.au and click on the free resources tab to see what's over there. In the meantime, have the most amazing week and I will see you on the next episode.